Hello and welcome to RGU Talk, the official podcast of Robert Gordon University. I'm your host, Johnny Milne, and this week we are looking at health science at RGU. And who better to chat this over with than the recently appointed head of school of School of Health Sciences? It's Don Mitchell. Don, thank you for coming down. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with the biggest news, shall we? At the tail end of 2018, you were named Head of Health Sciences. Mm -hmm. So after spending time as an academic strategic lead, congratulations on your promotion. How does it feel? Thank you. Um, Obviously, I'm absolutely delighted to have been offered this opportunity to to be able to head up the school that I've been part of for a number of years. Um, I'm really looking forward to, to the challenge and taking it forward in the future. Well, firstly, for anyone who's not come across it before, what subject areas make up the School of Health Sciences? Wow. Okay, so we've we've got a number and I'm bound to miss out one <laughs> or two, so apologies in advance for that. So, as the name suggests, all our courses are related to health and well-being. So, we've got four allied health profession courses, um, subject areas, I should say. So, we've got diagnostic radiography, we've got dietetics, we've got occupational therapy and physiotherapy. Um, we deliver those at, well, we've we recently brought in, been approved to do an integrated master's course, which mm, for many of those is the first in the UK or in Scotland. Mm-hmm. For physiotherapy, we also have the pre-reg masters in physiotherapy, and we've also got a doctorate, which again, first in the UK. So we've done very well there. Leading the way. Um, we have also our sports courses. So we've got applied sports, um, sports science course, and we've got the sports coaching uh, as well. What else have we got? We've got postgrad. So we've got our public health and health improvement. We've got a new course, which I'm going to get the name wrong, I'm sure, <laughs> but strategic service planning and delivery in health and social care. I think that's right. I think it pretty much is. Yeah. And. Um, we also have some more um, other courses like we're DPHE in Radiographic Studies um, is another course. I think that's probably most of the courses. Plus we've got the a master's framework CPD modules mm-hmm. for, for health and sports as well. Fantastic. And f- what kind of facilities are available here at the Garthy campus for students that are studying these particular professions? Well, well... I think we're actually very, very fortunate here. Um, so amongst all the other facilities that we always talk about, about the modern building and our wonderful library, and we've got great IT facilities to, to really support the students' learning experience. But for us within um, our school, we also have access to great clinical skills areas. So that is our ward area, which includes intensive care, paediatric suites, great equipment for simulation. Um, Simman is in there. I'll not get into all of that <laughs> at the moment. Um, lots of facilities there. We've got a home setting which simulates a home environment for um, service users. We've got physiotherapy um, practice rooms. We've got gyms and obviously we've got access to the sports centre. So for our sports students, um, that's a wonderful facility. We have got um, clinical, um, what other areas? We've got the x-ray suite. Don't forget that. And we also have human performance labs, which are 
got great state-of-the-art equipment, which is for um, analysis of human performance and movement. So, again, wonderful um, facilities that we can use in there. And within most of those areas, we've also got smarts recording, video recording, Mm. which is a wonderful way of um, supporting the students' learning because we can record the students' performance, the students can view the video feedback and also get sort of feedback from the member of staff at the same time or their peers Mm. um, in relation to their performance. Okay. And, well, over the past few years, the school has certainly gone from strength to strength. Uh, Physiotherapy, we've mentioned, uh, in particular, it has risen to number one in Scotland in both the Complete University and the Sunday Times guides. What is it that, apart from everything we've said already, is there anything that really sets us apart from, say, other universities? Well, I suppose I can only really talk about our courses and what I think makes us very special. Um, For me, I think it has to be our real focus on graduate employability. So when we're delivering our courses, we're very keen and clear that how we teach, what we teach, the content absolutely reflects the demands of current and future practice so that our students are really being prepared in terms of um, the skills, the behaviours, attributes that really reflect the demands of practice. So for us, that's absolutely essential. And we teach in a very practical way so the students are not just listening to lectures. They're, they're, they're working together, doing group work, really starting to apply the theory that they're learning either within simulated sessions or then being able to take that on to placement and I think that's what's reflected in the feedback we get from the students and um, our stakeholders is Mm -hmm. how prepared our students are for practice. Well I know that the school has pretty extensive links with industry with employers uh, which for example makes the placement scheme really stand out. For example uh, I know that a number of our applied sport and exercise science students are just now going on to placements out in the workforce. How important are these placements for the student experience, would you say? I would say they're essential for the student experience. For the allied health uh, profession courses, it is essential. They must Mm -hmm. do a thousand hours of placement across the four years within a range of um, settings and sectors and geographical areas. Mm -hmm. So absolutely essential Um, for our sports students. I mean, the approach the the team have taken to develop their placement has been really innovative. really established very, very strong links with a number of industry partners, which has provided the students placements in second year and third year, which I think is very innovative for sports types courses. Mm. And the links that they've then been able to establish that really allows those students to maybe even go on to employment or something. Mm. But placement, what placement is doing is really allowing the student to take everything that they've been learning in university, all of that theory, and apply it in practice and start to make sense of it. And they'll come back going, it makes sense now. They come back passionate, even more passionate about what it is that they're they're studying. Mm -hmm. They start to think, this is why I applied. This is what I want to be able to do for my career. So that is absolutely essential for the student experience. Now, I I remember, I think it was last year, that there was a story in the local press about one of our sports science students Mm. who was on placement with uh, medical practice in the US and wound up being rewarded for his good work with a VIP trip to the Super Bowl. Um, Do you often hear about students returning home with 
other fantastic experiences on top of, as we've mentioned, the incredible professional experience that they get. I mean, I guess that's sort of one example of something that was quite extreme. But students will come back with stories about people they've met, opportunities to to work with somebody in a very innovative way, or to work with service provider, and they've really established, you know, a much deeper understanding. Mm. But I think for me, it's the stories for students say I've been offered, you know, a job perhaps at the end or going back to. Um, you know the the sports students in second year if they succeed and do well mm. they are offered a sort of job opportunity of some form within um following that placement so that for me is actually if we're focusing on employability those are great examples That's the key thing. yeah well there's obviously a lot of talk in not only in education but in the wider world about changing job environments with uh, the rise of yeah, technology, aut- you know, automation, and so on. How do you think technology will impact on ju- the different health professions uh, in your school? Mm. It already does impact, I would mm. say, um, in many different ways, and I, I think in a very positive way. Um, so, technology in terms of improving communication. Um, service user care for teams to be able to communicate in a very timely efficient way that's mm. essential for technology to allow people to I suppose have some form of equitable care and accessible care where they can manage their own conditions if we think about our geographical areas not everybody can get to where they want to be so technology allows you to to be able to access treatments mm. in a very fair way but also to look at self-managing if you think about the apps that you've got on your phone for instance or access to website that's how technology can support people and to allow um i suppose people to be much more included um more socially included so to be able to and more independent so to be able to do your shopping online Mm. for instance to put in um, technology that allows people to control their own environment um, to manage their own health that that's absolutely essential as well and in that kind of world uh, in your mind what are the important skills that the health professionals of the future need to hone regardless of their subject area well, I don't think the professional values and communication will ever change. For me, that mm. is absolutely essential and I will always stick by that. But I would say the way we're having to work, we're working about keeping people healthy and well. So being able to help people to look after themselves, to keep themselves well, to prevent them becoming unwell or to look after themselves, that's important really important so for us students have that real understanding of the public health agendas is essential services are being delivered very differently now we're trying to keep people well at home in Mm -hmm. a home setting and the way services are being delivered they're much more in an integrated way in an interdisciplinary interagency way Mm -hmm. so our graduates have got to be able to go out there and to be able to 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 work in those different ways to evidence the value of what they can provide so having the skills um, of interdisciplinary working to be able to to work in teams but actually leadership Mm -hmm. to be creative to be entrepreneurial in the way you work to show there's a different way of doing it and the services that we provide they must be the best services that we can so it's really important the, the the graduates our students have very good 
evidence base for what they do, they'll be able to show the value. So good research skills are absolutely um, necessary, I would say. No. Okay. Uh, well, changing tack slightly, um, moving on to yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dread it too much. Uh, how long is it you have been here at RGU and what other roles have you held on your way up the ladder to becoming head of school? Okay, well I joined RGU in 2005. I came in as an occupational therapy lecturer. Occupational Mm. therapy is actually my professional background. So joined in 2005, lecturer and then I became a subject lead in 2010 and then we became uh, academic strategic leads. Mm. Uh, later, and then obviously I've taken up the the post of head of school right up to the top. Um, and when did you know, as you mentioned, you were uh, working in occupational therapy? Mm. When did you know that you were destined for oh. higher education? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever knew I was destined. Um, my own career has spanned um, working in the NHS and within local authority, within social work departments, mm. both within Grampian and Tayside. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have such a varied career, which I've really enjoyed. For me, um, I've always enjoyed learning. I've always enjoyed supporting people's development, mm-hmm. whether that was other staff members, the people that um, I line managed, but also students. I loved having students, not just to support their developments, but it's what the students brought to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a way of training and learning yourself. So it was something I always felt quite passionate about and really enjoyed doing. And there was a post advertised here at RGU and it was something I'd always just thought about at the back of my mind. So at that point in time, personally, the time was right, applied and got the job and haven't looked back. Well, over your time in education and now looking ahead to as you continue your tenure as head of school, is that you've mentioned uh, things you've particularly enjoyed over that time and your um, belief that professional skills won't change. Is there a particular philosophy or anything that you keep in your mind and you will continue to apply to your approach in your career? I actually don't think it was a case of the professional skills won't change. I think they have had to Mm. really, really evolve. And I'm saying that because I think, for me, my philosophy is that we ensure that our graduates are um, work-ready, that we're focused on um, service and industry needs, on the workforce needs, and we provide a very accessible and inclusive um, student learning experiences that really enable and empower the students to succeed, to Mm. do well, and to really gain the skills and attributes that prepare them to make sure they're fit for current practice, but also prepare them for practice of the future, because the practice will continue to change. Mm. So I think that, that would be my philosophy. Fantastic. And finally, with the skills being developed at the School of Health Sciences, with the experiences that our students will continue to benefit from, what are your hopes for the future of health sciences? Well, um, probably everything that I've said up until <laughs> now. And um, for me, for the future, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've taken over a school that does very, very well. We've got great, great staff within the school who work well together. So for me, I think, my main ambition is that we sustain and continue to improve the, the, the student learning experience. That's mm-hmm. absolutely essential to me, that we maintain and um, develop that reputation that we have. We have a great reputation, as you've already mentioned, um, in terms of 
league tables, but also in the feedback we get from the students, the feedback we get from employers. So it's essential for me that we maintain that reputation. And apart from that, I think what I would love to see is just more collaborative work with the community. Where can we be a real partner with the community? Not just not just in terms of research and service and evaluation, which would be great, and I would love to see that, mm. but actually where our students can be much more involved in the community within their own learning experience. And I suppose finally, um, I want us to be seen as essential within mm. workforce planning and at the seat round the table when people are looking at how they develop their services and they're looking at the workforce. I want us to be a, a key part of that. Well, fantastic. Don. Thank you again for speaking to me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to another episode of RGU Talk. On behalf of the university, I'm Johnny Milne, and we'll talk to you later.